0: covering all your favorite parts of the 50-yard fight. This is the Inside the Walls podcast with Zach Heilman and Jim Bernier. Welcome one, welcome all to the latest edition of the Inside the Walls podcast. Zach Collin here alongside my good buddy, pal, co-host Jim Mernier. As we continue our NAL championship series of podcasts leading up to the big game on August 13th, where the Carolina Cobras will take on the Albany Empire at MVP Arena in Albany, New York. And joining us today, as we have mentioned on our schedule, we are going to have both head coaches of the championship teams in this slate of episodes and we're brought in by the visiting team's head coach a very familiar resident to the inside the walls podcast coach Josh Resignalo himself coach thank you very much for taking the time to join us here for this edition you know lead up to the game and all that um <laughs> how are you doing man i uh, i understand from a uh, from another player we are going to have on the show that you had your first practice today
1: we sure did man it was the first one back and. We usually have film on Mondays, but with the short week and leaving Thursday morning to head up to Albany, we uh we practiced tonight. Had our first practice tonight, and it was good and re- refreshed. It was a different feeling coming off a of bye week since we had one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no joke about that. I mean, I I can only assume you know, and we obviously uh we're we we talked with Kendrick Ings as well. It's gonna be part of our podcast releases too. Um, the bye week for you guys built in this time. Um, I mean, first time you've had a break for games, well, at least in 14 weeks. You say 17 in terms of you know train camp and lead up. I mean, your your team's got to be thrilled to at least have some time to get some of the wear and tear away before they go up to New York.
1: Yeah, absolutely. 15 straight games, two weeks of of camp. Um, we tried to manufacture a bye week there, and I think it kind of bit us in the butt when we went and got smoked in Jacksonville. So, mm, okay. um you know, practicing one time in that week was was rough, but we needed the time. Um, we had some injuries, and you know, it's fat, it's bad when you have to make up your own bye week. But we always said in the beginning that we get a bye week, we just got to earn it. We got to we got to make it to it, and, and and here we are. So the guys enjoyed themselves, and some guys went home, and some guys just relaxed and and hung out here in town, and and um. But everyone was glad to be back tonight, so it was good to get back to work.
2: Coach, seeing that this is the fourth time you're playing against Albany, um, what do you think by the film? If you study filming during all off, off off week, what do you expect Albany is going to do differently? Like they haven't done the first three matchups against you guys. Um,
1: I would expect them to probably try to incorporate Sam and in the running game a little bit more than they have, because you know Sam's been he's been lighting it up, man, and and uh. You know, Coach Ware has been putting him in some great situations. And, um, you know, people forget where Coach Ware has an IFL background. So, Mm -hmm. to be able to to incorporate some of that stuff. And with Shorts, uh, Shorts is another one, you know, that's been helping out the last few weeks. You know, it was unfortunate. You know, we had him here. And we couldn't quite fit him in the scheme of how the Ironman stuff was. And he got stuck just playing defense. And uh, so – having him go to Albany and then pick him back up and, you know, what a pickup for them to get him and and Like uh, liking your guys' podcast earlier with him and, and Hag, uh, Castronova and Hag, they mentioned to figure out the first few weeks of who they're going to have at fullback. And, um you know, shorts has stepped in for him the last few weeks and has done a great job for
0: him. Yeah, most certainly has. I, I, am glad you pointed point that out because I mean that that has been an addition for them. And I, I love you also point out the fact that they have been running to me, it's you know, indoor football concepts, the shotgun, the more the the you know, at least more of the uh I would say uh read option setups. You know, you don't see that as often in the NAL brand of the game. You know, it's almost like I mean they don't always run it, but it's almost like you're gonna be doing it like the two leagues. And I'm only referencing it just for the sake of this discussion. That you're going to be having like the two leagues' own formats go against each other in a way.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and it's uh, I would expect them to probably do that a little bit more than they have been, especially against us. Um, there isn't a whole lot you can do in the arena game per se. Uh, everyone has their wrinkles and and their verbiage is a little bit different, but pretty much everything's the same. So you play someone three times, going into the fourth time, you know, it's you're not going to you already know what everyone's going to do. So now it's going to come down to
2: who's going to have
1: the most wrinkles off of certain things that they've been doing. And, and it's, uh, you know, we're, we'll be prepared either way. I know they are, you know, they're coach Manassas, him and his crew are film nuts. So they're, you know, they're diving in and all that stuff. I, I promise no one coach Manas, he's probably watched every single game that we played this year. And, um, you know, it's, you know, they say they don't prepare that much, but they're, they're film junkies. They're, they're on it. And, uh, but they, that's why they are where they are, too. So they, they do a good job with what they got going on.
0: We, we've been hinted similar. So it, it's kind of uh, we're almost getting it's like uh, who who anal- it's like who analyzes better. Not saying that that's the name and end all be all. But it feels yeah. like you, too. You know, if you're going to if it's two organizations that are going to be making sure that they know what the schedule, what they did all season long and find some sort of cracks, nooks and crannies to pick something. Feels like you guys are going to be there. I, I would think you, know, you or, you know, Manassas crew are going to be doing that come through the rest of the season.
1: Yeah. And it feels, it feels too. You almost look at it the opposite way. It's going to come down to who does a better self evaluation of the things that, that we've been doing within ourselves to try to fix some of the small things that we've messed up. They've, they've gave up some big plays in the secondary. We've given up some big plays in the secondary. So it's about, who can fix what that's been going on through the season and kind of make sure those mistakes don't
2: happen in the championship game first off uh, coach i asked this to kendrick i'm going to ask you the same question are you keeping the tradition alive going to albany and going to the hibachi grill 100% yes
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs>
0: they're
1: already i call when i call we're on first name basis and they they're excited they take pictures with us and and it's a, uh it's probably the best japanese steakhouse hibachi I've been to on the East Coast. I've tried to find. They got this uh, garlic, garlic, uh, ginger mix that they put in all the food, and it's just slamming. And I ask all the other places I go to, and they they look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> what I'm talking about? What kind of sauce they use? They're, a matter of fact, when we go there this time, he's actually going to show me how they mix their sauce. So I thought oh. that was pretty cool.
0: Okay, okay. See, we keep hearing stories about this place, so I'm like, so now I'm like. I'm going to just add that onto my list of things. Maybe not this Albany trip, but some other future Albany trip. I just happened to go out to a hibachi, the, the hibachi grill, the famous what,
1: I, I, one. I tell you what, if you get in town in time, you can go eat pregame meal with us. And then, then oh, you can enjoy it firsthand.
0: Interesting. Yeah. You leave a good proposition there.
1: Coach.
0: 2.30. 2.30. 2.30. We are. Mm. You know, that's possible. <laughs> we'll, we'll discuss off air. I, I think that actually matches with my flight schedule just enough. I could probably pull it off, as long as the Uber driver's fast enough from the airport. (laughs) Step on it. I need my I need my tricks with onion towers.
2: You're counting on Uber driver to be on time too, so
0: I'll give him a good tip.
2: That Uh, doesn't help.
0: Okay. Have you ordered DoorDash before? They're just like DoorDash.
2: Yeah, to be here thirty minutes.
0: Never mind. Don't remind me.
2: (laughs) An hour later, they only bring half your order.
0: Kill me. I'm getting. I'm just getting hungry. Listening to you, you Jim. I don't need more food tonight.
2: I'm uh, sorry. I'm just. I'm just. Uh, yeah, Hibachi. Eddie, now DoorDash. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. stone Creamery. <laughs> Let's keep going. Let's go. No,
0: no, no. That's it. Cut, cut Cutting that. Cutting that one off from you. You're done. You're
2: done. And Coach Res earlier before the recording going to McDonald's and also he's the one who started. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, <laughs> it <Continue. laughs>
0: <laughs> Yes, yes, of course, of course, of course, Coach. I actually want to revisit here because, yeah, you know, the season for you. I felt like you guys had kind of a steady pace going. Um, the last quarter of it, I I won't. Rocky seems kind of negative connotation. I would say, uh, p- hills and valleys. Um, at least trying to get <laughs> to where you wanted to be in the playoffs? I mean, how do you, how do you describe, say like the final four weeks? Cause there's a lot to be said, a lot of fan commotion to be said about it. I mean, yeah, where, what do you want? What do you have to say, I guess, in your final quarter of the year?
1: um, You know, it was, it was challenging to say the least. Um, You know, when Bain went down in San Antonio, it's kind of like a, the, the wind in your sails kind of goes out. Um, You know, it'd be, you know, I've said it a couple of times, if, if, if Bain don't go down, where do we end up? Three losses, two losses, you know, three. I've always said towards the end of the season, you know, playing in Jacksonville, I would have gave them one of those games because that's a tough place to play. Um, They got great fan base. It's loud. The atmosphere, you know, for an away team doesn't matter what your record is, how good you are. It's tough. Um, You know, so that was always a given in my, in the back of my mind. So, but with him going down, you know those last four weeks, man, without him was was tough. Um, we tried to make a big move with, and bringing in Tommy. Um, nine out of ten times, Tommy's going to thrash you and tear you up with big, put up big numbers. And we just happened that one time. You know, he was a little rusty in the beginning, and then he ended up getting hurt. So that was a uh, uh, that was tough to to witness and go through all that and. It was just pretty much just survival. You know, Malik did a good job of, of filling in when he came. You know, he wasn't too happy that he didn't get to start that game. Um, and he, he pretty much came in and almost brought us back to win that game. Um, just fell short a little bit to, to have a chance to win at the end, you know, is all you can ask for. And right, right. I wish we were just about another eight yards closer. We would have kicked the field goal with TC. Um, so it was just a lot of things that basically the ball wasn't going our way. Every anything that could happen against us went against us. Couldn't catch no breaks. Um, so we just kept fighting through. Um, so to to be able to come out five hundred of those four games, uh, you know, we were that was a win for us really, you know, to to end up where we were at.
0: Right. I mean, you guys ended up getting two seats, still got that home game, of course, to get and go in front of the in court, front of the snake pit out there. And you know what? You got Jonathan Bain back. A lot of people were excited we're excited to see that i think to get you know hit how he performed all season up until that ankle injury i think they were just happy to see him there but i'll tell you it's had some you know you had some adversity in the first quarter you go down 10 nothing you finally you get a score back you get that onside kick it flips momentum um was i mean was that always did, were you just spur of the moment with that onside kick at that time during the semifinals or was that possibly a plan like if a happens b then happens
1: No, it was um, you know, we didn't plan on kicking the onside kick at that time. Like it it wasn't a predetermined thing. Um, It was just the moment I I was yelling at our the defensive guys and the DBs. They were playing off, and I think there was a fourth and fourth and six, and we're lined up at seven yards, and we give up a hitch right in front of us for a first down. Mm -hmm. So I was getting on, and again, we're talking it's ten nothing, right? So sure, you know, it's still early, but I'm 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 livid. So I'm yelling at them about being aggressive, being aggressive. So I'm like, you know what? I need to be aggressive too. So I told TC and I told Summers, we're, we're, we're popping this up. I, we didn't tell anyone else. No one was expecting it. Gibson knew that we were going to kick on side kick at some point because we got them the last time we were here or that they came. Um, but the same lineup, same everything, you know, we had a, we had a, a an idea how they were going to line up. And if they did, we we're popping it up and, and we got it. And, and I felt that that, 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 moment of the game right there getting that inside kick just flipped the switch for us and you know that was the momentum that we needed and then offense took off from there and then just everything else just fell into place
0: right the gas pedal just seemed to come it, it went from partially down like maybe you're you're kind of cruising to like all right we're gonna floor it no no brakes anymore this is a drag strip it, it just was endless non-stop action after that for you guys you know a little bit of rust but it was like that one split seconds. Why I bring it up because Stop it just it. felt like after that's like, okay, it's back yeah. to normal Cobras football that we saw early to mid season. Anyhow. So, you know, really kind of the yeah, kick even, kick, kick things off.
1: Yeah. Even, even look on from the Columbus standpoint, they were, you know, they were pretty, got they had the momentum, so they were feeling good. You know, they give up that onside kick. You basically give up possession by, by allowing us to recover it. So, now they're pressing a little bit, and it was more for them. Coach Gibson, I know, was just like, "You got to be kidding me!" Like they just kicked the onside kick and got the onside kick. So, um, you know, that was a big moment. Now there was a lot of other great plays throughout the game. Um, you know, Bain back to Bain self. You know, um, I'm sure everyone thought it was a little, a little rocky when he when he threw that pick. You know, early on, and um, but I knew it was that that was that wasn't a, an issue. It wasn't going to be a problem, and and he had a good game. And all yeah. around, I think he was total – had four incomplete passes, I think. Um But he, he had a good game. So, we're, we were glad to get him back. And I know the team were was excited about that
2: too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, we know that you were excited for him back because the next play after that onside kick, he threw, I think, like a 30-yard post route. And the receiver caught the ball right in front of you. And you looked like freaking Tiger Woods with a fist pump. I'm like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I saw rest do that. I was like, yeah, Columbus is in trouble. Bane found his dot di- on the dime. I'm like, yeah, this is not going to look good. And I kept flipping oh. back and forth, and every time I looked back, it's like Mason's not looking good, and Bane's on the money. I'm like, yeah, we we got our title game. It's already set. But seeing you after that onside kick and off that, that touchdown, I think I think it was Ings that caught it or Summers. Like why did right you did your mm-hmm. Tiger Woods fist pump? I'm like, yep, yeah, game over <laughs> in the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you you, t-
0: you talk about the energy you bring yourself you have uh i would say your coaching staff is a cast of characters i anytime i watch a broadcast i always see like how you guys interact with each other you know who, who's a who do you think like who do you think matches your energy the best like i guess intensity during a game where it's like if i'm gonna lean on my guy to keep me up and like i guess uh at a high rev motor mentally who, who are you leaning on in that in that coaching staff
1: um I'd say in that instance of trying to get, you know, feed off one another is Anton. Cause Anton coach, coach Yarborough, defense coordinator, you know, he gets into the game too. And and Mm -hmm. you got to pull him back sometimes, but at the same time, they're trying to tell me to calm down and, and I'm giving the refs hell and it's, that's my game. You know, I'm I'm not the one on the field playing. So my game is making sure the refs are on, on, on pitch with what they got to do. And it's, it's been up and downs, you know, there's been some, some crazy calls, some good calls and, I feel, you know, touching on that without saying too much, without getting in trouble, but it's been very consistent across the board. So it's not always one team or the other. Mm -hmm. It's, it's consistent, you know, throughout the games and, and that's all you can ask for from that standpoint. So good or bad, as long as it's the same across the board, then that's an even, even playing field. You know, they're not, Mm -hmm. they're not doing like holding one team to the fire over somebody else. And, Although every game, the fans beg to differ. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it's always fun to see that stuff pop back and forth. But just overall, man, I, I think we do a good job as a staff, as a whole. Um, it's the most coaches I've ever had together on a group. Um, usually it's like three of us or four maybe. Um, but I felt it was important with all the things that I do do as the general manager and now part owner of the team, uh, to have other people in place to help with some of that stuff. Um, and it, it was hard in the beginning because I've always called the plays, whether it's offense or defense. Um, so this is the first time for me to kind of step back. But it's been a good thing because I can manage everything across the board. I can see things differently than being entrenched in game playing on one side of the ball and helping on the other side or whatever. Now I can see everything as a whole from clock management, personnel, substitutions, you know, all that stuff that, you know, you're, you're able to pay attention to a little bit more in detail.
2: Hmm. Um a question about that. A couple of weeks ago I met you in Jacksonville and I kept seeing you running across the end zone to the other sideline. Um, is that where the substitution refs are at? Where on your side? Like so, every other pro- possession, I saw you run over and run back. It's like, what's he doing? Like yeah, do isn't any exercise then?
1: We actually have – and I'm sure every team has their way of doing things, but we actually script out our rotations of who's going to be in and certain – like I can tell you if we – in the fifth possession of the quarter, I can tell you who's going to be on the field. Okay. Now all that goes to crap. If someone gets hurt and goes down, then you got to shuffle through your roster and figure out what you're going to do. But the reason why running back and forth to the substitution ref, usually they're on – they're closer to our bench, so we don't have to to go all the way over there. But – Basically, I'm checking to see, check our guys who's burnt, who's still alive. Make sure it matches with what they have. Um, that's pretty much it, just to make sure who's eligible because you don't want to get stuck with someone burnt and you get a penalty. And then, um, you know, that's happened a few times for teams throughout the um, the season, and usually in a in a in a, in a, in a crazy moment where you don't need a substitution foul, <laughs> and then it it's just like you know, an offsides killer when you get an interception on defense or something
2: like that. So. Mm-hmm. yeah i just i meant to ask you that earlier i'm like why was he running back because where i sit i kept seeing you run back and forth and I'm like what's he doing that i didn't realize the substitution reps were over there so that's me not knowing my own damn arena <laughs> <laughs> Look at you.
0: oh jim it's okay we're, we're all we all we all, all throughout the season i think we're getting that aspect of iron man down it seems like i'll be honest you know from our perspective watching uh, it feels like the substitution issues have cleared up a lot uh, as the year has gone on. Like, it, it's almost I know at the beginning, I think people were seeing Iron Man as, you know, oh, man, it, this is the these substitution checks were slowing it down. You know, I'll be honest, like semifinals and like the last back half of the year, it was like, oh, I didn't even notice at all. We were getting substitutions going. It'd be like once in a full moon at that point, like or even late in the fourth quarter, you would have a, like a quick stop. You know, do do you think do you see that? Does that feel like it's changed for you, or you still run into things yourself where you're like, okay, maybe I had this happen, or maybe the score or the substitution ref had something happen here. You know, where where are you at with that?
1: Um, I I don't think we've had too many issues with it. I mean, every so often there's going to pop up where someone runs out onto the field because we're short a player or something, and then we're early on. That was what would cause the problem, but now we have I have like a couple coaches in line to where you passed the one coach and then the other coaches you know he knows that yeah he's not supposed to be out there so we kind of got some checks and balances in place to keep keep track of all that stuff and and it helps when you have all those coaches you know on staff so it's been it's definitely the flow of it it's been much better the last few weeks uh, across the board that you I've noticed for sure
2: mhm well, so Zach Brown for kicker experiments over <laughs>
0: Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, hey, you got one of the highlights of the year, Adam Smith throwing a pretty TD, you know, as oh, well yeah. coming in. That was uh, – that one – I mean, if you do a highlights package for the Cobras, that's got to be in there. You know, even with the situation it was at that time, you know, yeah. it was a pretty pass. How, how much does does he – practice? I mean, how many reps do you even give him? Or does he just know he's going to back up so, and just throw him in if needed?
1: Yeah, so he, had, he hadn't taken any reps at quarterbacks all season to that okay. point. But he did play quarterback, quarterback in high school. He did play quarterback in high school. Uh, he's a local legend around uh, Davy High School, Davy County High School. Um, that's right near outside of Greensboro area, so he, he's known in the area. But it was one of those things, and we had the injuries with Tommy and then Malik, and then he came in, and then Grady came back. That that burnt Malik, so I'm like, you know, what do, you know, we got to come up with something. So I actually pulled DJ aside, Myers, and I'm like, hey, you know, the only thing that we probably could do is is Adam what do you think? And he said, like, that's all we got coach. That's the only option. So, you know, we put him in and, and of course, you know, he, he makes a good play. I, a funny story about him playing quarterback in that moment. So he's actually getting um, scouted pretty good by a CFL team. Really? Receiver, and which is awesome for him. So um, that's, you know, that's really what all this is about this level for them. They have these opportunities and, and he's been in contact with the scout and and he sent the clip in of him throwing a touchdown pass and and he said it was hilarious cuz the the scout got back to him and said yeah we're we're just going to stick at uh looking at you at receiver but uh you know thanks for the clip <laughs> 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 uh, I but that. no I that had him good.
2: I Adam's, Adam's, a,
1: Adam's a great kid, man. Uh, you know, he's a teacher, you know, he's a real round, rounded individual, definitely someone that you want character w- wise, you know, representing your team. Um, so it, you know, he's, he's, he's been good to have and he's been here for a couple seasons now. So it was, it's good for him to have some of those moments. Um, and he's, he's made a lot of good plays for us this season.
2: Oh, yes. I was going to say one of the highlights of your season happened in week one with Zach Brown. And I'd still remember either one of the camera guys caught his audio, He and they say, oh, you're kicking? He goes, I'm just happy I kicked the ball. Like, <laughs> he, he was really definitely afraid of whiffing. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> yeah. oh. when, I, when I heard that, I was like, that's exactly – he's been like when he was a player in Jacksonville. He was – like, he's a genuine guy, and that's when – even when he was a surprise guest appearance with Ings interview, it's like, hey, still my favorite shark, even though you're a Cobra um yeah but yeah that that was one of the highlights that the, the smith highlight was unique because when he threw that touchdown pass it looked like he's been he he played quarterback Evan was on the dime yeah. like bullet i'm like oh he has something i was like the rest have a third quarterback hiding that we didn't know about <laughs> like, like what's this man doing signing players that we don't know about i could throw football <laughs> i'm like come on <laughs>
0: it was that it was definitely a nice part it was definitely i would say a highlight you want to keep keep for the season you know and quite frankly you know i think with that even without like i said it's kind of amazing looking back at how that whole situation conspired and now you know what's nice with the nal championship for yourselves i, I think you'll i, I yeah. maybe as a coach you'll 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 less enjoy because you got to take on the empire like this but both your rosters are back at full strength you know i both side, i mean you know the empire dealt with their own issues. Their back, for example, as one of them. I know Antoine Grant's not there, but you know they have their full, their best version of their roster. It seems right now. You guys definitely, it feels have that back now. Um, I mean, to me, I this feels like it could be easily like how the Empire Jacksonville game was two weeks ago, where these two teams could be at sixty plus, possibly come the end. You know that last possession of all things.
1: Yeah, we, we definitely got to be on our game all across the board from time management to every aspect that we can imagine from, you know, it's going to be a possession game for sure. We're all going to score points. We're both going to score points. No matter what you do to Prince, he's scoring four touchdowns at least. You know, he's always going to put up his numbers no matter what you do to him. Um, you know, they, they got some playmakers across on both sides of the ball. Uh, I really feel it's going to come down to the end. You know, it's going to come down to the final possessions. Um, It's going to be a close game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout either way. Um, I just don't see them blowing us out. I don't see us blowing them out. And if you look at the last three games we played, they've all been within one score. So um, I I could probably imagine that's probably going to be close to that. Um, You know, some people probably mad I said that. What do you mean we're not going to blow them out? Well, you got to be realistic too, you know, so – um we're definitely going in the game to win you know I'm not saying we're going to lose by no means but um it's going to be close you know it's going to come down to um really who has the ball last I feel and if everything works in the way it's supposed to you know you're the last one to score the first half first one to score the second half you know it's going to be one of those where straight AFL style arena style it's going to come down to the end and and what better way to have that in a championship game anyway that's what the fans want
0: absolutely and it and it's looking like it's going to be a night a nicely sold sold game too from what we've been tracking so you're gonna you know it's it's the crown jewel event for the league it's it's the best to display what the potential is for the nal and what better way of doing it than having you know you guys who have built up your roster the way they have and the way the empire have which it's been a mix of well-rounded and good individuals that's some surprises this year so you know I, we're both me and jim are looking forward to this game you know and i mean i mean even for the sport aspect of it you know like i said if you're if your team's not in the game you still should i think enjoy it. it's you know if you're an nal fan this is the game you want to watch this season you know that's just all i'm saying if the one you want to watch take this one <laughs> with the, you know, that's
2: all. Clearly, like i gotta add something on that like only two teams make the super bowl and it's still the highest viewed sporting event in the world that means a lot of teams fans who are not in the game still watch the game so for any else sake you're not in it watch it it helps the league and makes us grow and then for you fans out there that want expansion this is the way you get expansion when they see the viewership go up on championship games Mm -hmm. my point that's it I'm not comparing the NL championship. To the
0: Take these, terrible, home with <laughs> <laughs> Take these bits home with you, people. That's all we're telling you. And you know what? Tune in August 13th at 7 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube on the National Real Leagues page for complete coverage of that game, which should be an exciting back-and-forth competition, as Rez has also said that you should expect. And, Coach, th- thanks for tuning in with us again. You know, it's been great having you on during the season, on the show. Um, you know, can't thank you enough. Always love chatting up with you, even off the show as well you know, getting insights from yourself. Um, and we wish you the best really, uh, should be, should be awesome. I can't wait to meet you in person, by the way, that's going to be nice to get, shake your hand and say, hi, you know, get to meet a few people on the Cobras. I've been wanting to, you know, get to, get to talk to you for a second.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's always a pleasure, man. Definitely appreciate everything you guys do. Uh, I, I, I'm a fan of the show. I listen to every show that's out. So, um, I look forward to it when you guys are late getting your shows out. I'm like, where is the show at? <laughs> like, what oh, are these no. guys
0: doing? <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> that is the weirdest part, is now we have like dedicated people. They're like, Hey, uh, this isn't it isn't here. Well, where's it at? Are you okay? And i I have to go on the social life like it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> you know, life happened. <laughs> Don't worry. But that but-
1: should but that should be that should be a pat on the back for you guys, man, that you guys do a good job and and uh, you guys keep doing what you guys are doing too. So we appreciate it.
0: Well, thank you very much, Coach. That that means a lot to us. We really appreciate that, um, and we'll we'll keep on keep bringing the best we can for you know not only folks like you, but for folks that are fans too. You know, outside of just the NAL circle. So that that means a ton to, ton to us. Um, and uh, yeah, I appreciate your time here as always. Really do. Wish you the best. We both wish you the best this this coming weekend.
1: Absolutely, we appreciate it. Looking forward to meeting you too.
0: Awesome. Well, folks, that's going to do for this edition of the show. Want to say shout out to our sponsor for this show. Yeah, that's right. That's right. This show's got a sponsor, Salon Resi, where passion and creativity meet. If you want to call for an appointment, call 336-648-8620 to set yourself up a nice hair salon massage or facial of your choosing. Again, that is Salon Resi calling 336-648-8620. Oh, for Coach Resignalo and for my partner in crime here, Jim Renee. I'm Zach Commons saying so long as always. Thank you for tuning in this latest edition. We got the coming up here of the rest of the episodes for this week in the NAL Championship Series. We're going to finish off with some Empire episodes and then the final walkthrough on Friday. Stay tuned. We got another episode coming your way tomorrow.